What's up, Patriot Nation? You know, we're going to be taking a look back at the Pro Bowl, really breaking that down play by play, looking at the uh, the drop of the ball from the drones. I'm just kidding. We're talking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. This is Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Every day, one What's that? The Patriots of the Super Bowl. I'd have to agree with old Tom. The waiting is. It isn't the hardest part. Not as hard as it used to be. How do you feel about that? Man, Sunday. It just can't get here fast enough. I feel like now we know how to pace ourselves a little bit, you know? Yeah. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't eat up all the hype. Don't drink in all the uh, little sound bites from the other team. You know? Give I know Bill likes time. to say that experience doesn't count. That's once they kick off the ball. But this week, it really counts. It definitely counts. You know? So. It definitely counts. What's up, Patriot Nation? Thanks for dropping in on us. Uh, alongside Denny Harris, I'm Mike Conley. This is Patriots Rap 360. Denny, why don't you tell the folks how they can get in touch with you? Sure thing, Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Dehas, D-E-E-H-A-A-S. How about you, Mike? I love that. Still not on the social media, but uh, thanks for tuning in this way, gang. This is our weekly rebel discussion on all things Patriots. The Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl week. So Pretty if you exciting. want to steer that relevant discussion in a different direction, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can hit up DHaas on the DHaas on the Twitter. Or you can hit us up on the YouTube chat room if you're following along live with us. If you listen to us later in the week or checking us out, uh, hit us up in the comments section. All right? Because we'll be here next week for our final show, hopefully in good spirits. Great spirits, my friend. Well, hopefully we'll be talking about a nice Patriot win, and we'll be talking about kind of end-of-the-year awards, things like that on the Patriots, best offensive player. I look forward, I look know, forward to that Do you look, con- look forward conversation. To that? So you guys uh, get your beans working on that. You know, we're thinking, uh, you know, best offensive player, best defensive player, best offensive rookie, best defensive rookie, maybe the newcomer on both sides of the ball, too. And uh, You know, we'll just talk about some end-of-the-year stuff, and hopefully, like I say, it will be a celebration. But uh, as of now, big showdown. 6.40 Eastern Time, Sunday at NERG Stadium. NERG. <laughs> Is that, what's kickoff? Is it actually? I believe 6.40 Eastern, right? That's, that's about that's, right. Yeah? Well, it just seems like they, it's getting later and later. I remember yeah. when, it, like, for a while it was like 6.18 yeah, but I don't believe that that is maybe you know double check your local listings. Don't trust me. <laughs> don't trust that guy. Oof. Um, so h- how's it been going for you this week? Because I mean, I got my Pats gear on this week, and here in lovely Los Angeles, it's a bit of a lightning rod. This is one of the times where not very often times in January am I honing for the homeland and my pining for the homeland, shall we right. say? But this is one of those weeks where it is because. You know, everybody's got an opinion. Oh, yeah, no question. I've met, I don't know about you, I still encounter a lot of haters. And I mean, the experience, I guess, on the fan side of things is that I don't take the bait anymore, but I still meet a lot of guys that just, ah, they want to just start chirping. They want to, you know, throw, talk about how great the Falcons are, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. That's, you know, yeah. good, solid opinion. They do look like a good team. But also, I still get a lot of those 
Brady baiters about his place in history yeah. and all that jazz. And they're just trying to get a rise out they of you. They are. They are. They are. I, I works like, I, sometimes, yeah. but but you know, trying. Keep keep your head. Keep I, your head. I heard a great analogy. I've never heard it made before, but I feel like it's the ultimate trump card. Should anyone else out there in Pat's Nation encounter these knuckleheads that I do mm-hmm. on a fairly regular basis? Mm-hmm. But I heard a guy today compare Super Bowl trips. Patriots to Olympic medals. I've never heard this used before. A lot of times us, you know, football fans out there, when we're talking about weighing someone's greatness, we might say, yeah, well, he's got, you know, like Marino, well, he lost his Super Bowl trip, you know, or Tom Brady, people will try to take away from him. Well, he lost two of them. He lost two of them. But if you think of those as silver medals, so he's got four gold, he's got two silver, and he's about to add to that. I heard that earlier today, and I I quite liked it. So Dan Marino is no longer the winless Wanda. He is He's a, got a silver, silver medalist. medalist. Sure. Wow. I'm sure he likes that. He he would like that. He absolutely would. That's Old great. Dan. Old Danny boy. But I kind of liked it. I don't know. Maybe Oof. you not as much. Maybe you not as much. Oof. Let's dive right into this game. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of talk has been put on... Um, you know, highest powered offense versus you know the the top rated defense point wise. Right. Um, this reminds me a little bit of Super Bowl thirty six, where okay. the Rams were the huge offensive firepower, you know, powerhouse, but greatest show on turf. And the the, the Pats D was just kind of like taking form as the, right. that defense they were going to be for the next four or five years there, um, and slightly disrespected, I believe, really given no chance. And you feel that way? The, the well, path, I mean, it's me trying to feel that. I mean, three obviously, faves. the Pats are faves when they were two touchdown underdogs in that one. Yes. But, but it seems like the defense still doesn't get any disrespect. gets disrespected. And, you know, like even the, the knuckleheads I was talking to this week, um, well, obviously, they were knuckleheads, so they weren't going to make a good point regardless. I usually just verbally undress them for like 10 minutes and then the best see if like they have any football knowledge whatsoever and then probably ultimately dismiss them and right. be like, offer it up. The words of my mom come into me, offer it up, offer it up. <laughs> Don't whack him in the teeth, even though that might be what he needs. You offer know? it up. Offer it up. But um, The offer's on the table. But, I mean... It, they they keep saying, oh, they haven't played a good quarterback yet. I was like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger pretty good, too. Not, Super not a bad guy. You know, and, and like, I can kind of understand where they're elite. coming from, yeah. He's but, elite. I mean, all the better. Because, like, if we can come in under the radar and upend this team. Right. I think the defense, it, it's hard to argue. I mean, I know I've, I see your point, definitely, and I've heard that defensively, there's no question. All year, they've been discredited. That's, you know... Patriots haters' favorite thing is to throw, you know, that's their favorite thing to do is throw how weak our division is, our schedule is weak, which is certainly not incorrect, especially this year. We had a pretty soft schedule. Mm-hmm. Another team that had a pretty soft schedule this year, the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Uh, so, you know, let's. I, I feel pretty decent about the where, where things stand on the matchup as far as, <clears throat> you know, the Falcons have a powerhouse offense. The Patriots have a powerhouse defense. Turns out the Patriots have a... Very good offense as well. You might even call that a powerhouse offense. Falcons D, not average. quite a powerhouse. Yeah. Average to below average. That's true. When you look at it that way, it is very encouraging. I if, mean, yeah. If you want to simplify the game, advantage Patriots, I think. Mm-hmm. And I try to be as unbiased as possible. I'm normally 
one of the most nervous fans I know, but I feel pretty confident going into this week. Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, any given Sunday, as we know, and we've seen over the years, but. Yeah. What did you think about today, getting off the, the breakdown for a sec, but uh, it was the state, Goodell's State of the Union, which usually happens on the Friday before the Super Bowl. He did it Wednesday this year. Right. Uh, you know, old Boston Globe, Dan Shaughnessy got him on the grill right there. Like, uh, it seems like the Patriots fans are uh, at a war with you. So uh, what, how do you feel about that? Uh, is it awkward? He's like, ah, no, it's not No, it's not awkward But did, did you hear his comments? I didn't hear it. I saw okay. like a tweet out there that said, Roger Goodell said, no, it's not awkward. Awkwardly, right? You know. <laughs> well, it, while he, being awkward, but it's funny because he goes like early in the thing. He's like, uh, "Well, if I was invited up there, I'd definitely, you know, right, have gone and all this stuff." And then later on, he says, "Well, if I told Robert Kraft I wanted to come up there, I'm sure he'd extend me the invitation." Yeah. So like, that, now I'm waiting for that third. Which question, way is it, buddy? Of then, did you ask him if you <laughs> right. could go up there, and right. why didn't you? If you didn't, you know, why it's not, like, pal? Oh my god! Yeah, Dude. I don't know if it was an official comment from Kraft, by the way, too. But he said, you know, should we win this game? What better opportunity for him to come out than uh, first game next year? Right. <laughs> Join in the celebration, pal. <laughs> you know. Oh man! But yeah, as much as I, I'm tired, you know, when we've talked about it, I'm I'm as tired as anybody of of uh, you know hearing the Deflategate stuff. But I do think, you know, Pat's Nation is hungry for that moment, and I I really do think, based on the fact that it's you know potentially would be number five for Brady, I feel this build up to this being one of the more, if not you know, the most emotional Super Bowl for him. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but you just see that emotion welling up in him, and I think, you know, despite all the you know good talking points that he always delivers on and playing, you know, taking the high the high road, which I think he'll continue to do. I th- I feel like you can see it just beneath the surface, and that it means a lot. The guy's character was trampled basically for two years nonstop. I mean, it's almost easy to forget that since Deflategate started. The dude already has one Super Bowl victory. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's that's right. He immediately <laughs> he, he can won throw a, a regulation ball. Yes, yes. Yeah. But you know, I, I just think after the character assassination that went on, oh. you know, it's gonna it's gonna mean a lot should the game go as uh, as I think it will. And as we saw a couple nights ago, that those emotions are kind of running high for Tom Brady right underneath the surface of that hot. And this is why we love this guy, right? Uh, those emotions, they're right there. Right? Oh, yeah. That 10-year-old kid got it out of him when he asked him about his pops and who his hero was. You know? Oh, yeah. It was great. And just in case moment. there was any women on the planet that didn't want to sleep with Tom Brady, <laughs> he just there it is. He just wrapped up the rest of them right there. There it is. You know, um, I heard somebody said that uh, that jacket that he was getting mocked for, the giant jacket a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. it was just big enough to contain the chip on his shoulder. Oh. oh hey, bro. <laughs> Goddamn right. I do remember joking about that in the game. Um, uh, it was a big jacket. It was a pretty big jacket. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, Marty B taking the bait on uh, the whole White House question? The other Hate to get into that stuff right now, yeah. but uh, yeah, Marty's like the one wild card still. You just don't know. He will. He d- will take the bait, and he has kind of done so all year. It's kind of consistent with who he is. So I, there's certain guys in the locker room that have a little bit more wiggle room, and he's obviously proven himself to be one. I, I, it'll be interesting to see yeah. if he should stick around, how, if that will get curtailed a bit. But, mm. yeah, more power to the guy. I mean, unlike Brady, who's been able to kind of sidestep it all, you know, it's a 
it's an interesting time right now. So obviously these guys are human beings living in America. They have opinions and right. I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. Boston's a hub of you know it, it's a pretty liberal city. So I know historically you know I can think back to uh, you know Tom Tim Thomas not going and went, you it's know true. and and that wasn't really well received. So now that the shoe's on the other foot, I mean. It seemed like not a big deal was made about. Maybe it's just because, you know, it's all media day and they really yeah. want a big shoe to drop. But that was a small one. I, they tried to get Edelman to take the bait on it, I think, yesterday. And he was just like, no, nah, I'm not touching that. I wouldn't touch it either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I hardly even want to talk about it or think about, you know, let's see how the game shakes out before we talk about the White House trip. But yeah. maybe we'll circle back to that in a week's time. Yeah, and it's like, then I hear, like, people on, uh, like, Sports Nation on ESPN a chiming in, like, uh, he's what a coward that Brady's not like right, right. like answering questions about Trump and all this stuff. It's like, no, he's just a laser focused four time Super right. Bowl champion and he knows what it takes to win the game and it isn't, you know, climbing up that friggin' tree or yeah. whatever the hell it is. I mean, it, it literally has nothing to do with the game, regardless. I mean, yeah. regardless of how you feel about it. So. It's like, how do you feel about it? <laughs> well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Mike, yeah. no, I, I have some pretty strong feelings about all of it, yeah. but uh, it doesn't relate to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, my 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 long and short of it is, this guy who owns a lot of golf courses said, "Hey, Tom, you want to come play on my golf courses?" Tom likes golf, right. so you know he keeps in touch with this guy. He has phone calls with him, you right. know, once a quarter. He never in his life did he think this guy was going to run for president. I mean, who did? You know, and certainly no. I mean, who thought he was going to win? So it's like, who knows who he even voted for? That the, you, you were right. allowed to keep that to yourself. The flip side of it is, he did. He is the guy who decided to put. You know, he, everything he does is calculated, and he did. You know, mysteriously have a Make America Great hat in his locker. So to some extent, he did make his bed. So I, I can see that side of it. Yeah. Personally, to me, you know, not to get super political here, yeah. even though it's right there, but it, if you're to. a rich white man and you voted for Trump, it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, everyone else, if you're not rich or white, I'm not sure. That, you might have to have a different conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there'll be – It should the, the game go well, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit more about uh, the outlook. Yeah. Because, yeah, that might put, yeah. Let's just put it to bed. Yeah, please. Uh, so let's look. <laughs> please more do. of this breakdown. Let's start at the top, and let's talk about the head coaching position. Now, Dan Quinn has yes. been to three out of the last four Super Bowls. Bill Belichick, only two out of those four. There you go. Advantage Falcons? I'd say no. I'd say no. <laughs> no advantage. Did you see the bro hug, bro hug gate? The bro gun yeah, miss. <laughs> yes. I mean, why doesn't Bill just give just, the stern elbow grab? yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's fair to say Bill's a socially awkward guy. I mean, no, you know, no, the no. guy's not necessarily Joe Cool out there. The guy's been holed up watching tape for the past sixty yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. He's not exactly, and thank God for him. You right. Know? right. More power. Rex to you. Ryan's a social guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's How's also working like out? working for Fox. Probably gives a mean handshake, high five, bro hug. But <laughs> you know, he sure does. Hey, he he might be able to read social cues, but uh, I prefer <laughs> uh, you know my coaches reading the breakdowns before games. And yes, and this really kind of. It plays up as because there is like tremendous athletes on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a hell of a chess match, and you know I just feel so confident in those chess matches because we have the too. best chess player. You I know? do too, Should and we... not to mention his his you know his minions too. You know Patricia true. and McDaniel's. I mean these guys are in that same mold of being great X's and O's guys on their particular sides of the ball. Absolutely, you know. And it's funny when you kind of. 
look at McDaniels and how uh, you know he he pits up against his foe on the other side, the offensive coordinator uh, Kyle Shanahan on that hey, side. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Nice new backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about Kyle getting his backpack thieved at the uh, at the at media night? Pretty amazing. That Pretty. is so awesome. Nice new backpack, Kyle. <laughs> Very careless. Very careless. Oh my! You got to be careful these days. Yeah, so I mean, half his head—you know, one foot out the door. Half his head's already in nine a nation. And Josh McDaniels said, "No, I'm going to come back. It's best for my family. I'm focused on us winning the Super Bowl." Advantage Patriots in right. that regard too. Right. So I really think, uh, as far as the brain trust goes, that's a check mark in the Patriots' column. Yeah, it'll be. That's an interesting, uh, you know, aspect too to think about in the game because obviously, leading up to you know, even just at the beginning of the of the postseason. Pats Nation, definitely, we were all kind of preoccupied with, like, should one of these guys go, or both of them, what's the impact going to be? Right. And this guy literally has one foot out the door, and we'll see. Maybe there will be it. Maybe there will be an impact. That is hilarious. You know? John Lynch, too. That's a whole other sidebar. Random. They did sign a good uh, scout guy. So it's going to be very similar to when they brought Elway in to the Broncos. Right. Where it's like, we're going to just have this figurehead that everybody knows, right. everybody rallies around, and then we're going to put good football people around him. So Right. It's like the, go- uh, the U.S. government right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's just hope some Ooh. of the good people are put around him at some point. There is no good people. Um, <laughs> um, the, thing, the matchup that I'm most excited to see what the Patriots do is how they match up on defense against those wideouts especially. Right. Uh on that side of the ball because, you know, kind of the way Bill has kind of done it in the past is he'll double your number one threat and right. then maybe play with the number one corner on your secondary threat. Right. You know, whereas Logan Ryan has so much familiarity with Muhammad Sanu, those guys being college uh, roommates right. and whatnot. Interesting little wrinkle there. Do they do they have him on him and Eric Rowe on? And then is Malcolm on, like, Taylor Gabriel? Or? I, I think Malcolm... I. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Logan in the what would traditionally be the number one role right. doubling up on on homeboy. Well, I on guess that Julio. would be the number two role, wouldn't it? I mean, the way like he's done it in the past. Yeah, well, like, by Pat standards, yes, yeah. it'd be the number. Two. I mean, he'd be taking the number one receiver. Gotcha. I, I think it'll be that, and then that you know, not so not so new, not the roommate matchup essentially. Right. Right. Sanu. And where, where does Eric Rowe play into this? Because yeah, I mean, I think Eric Rowe, he's obviously your big body, but if you think that he's gonna somehow match up, I mean, on paper you could make the case like, oh, he's your biggest corner, but right. you know, let's put him on the big body. But there's that, you know, Sanu's no small guy either. Um, I, that is that is going to be one of the most interesting matchups, definitely. You know how they pair those guys up, and the Pats all season really have kind of played with some different looks. Um, but I think for, it's a bonus right now how well Logan Ryan's playing. And not to mention that these guys tackle well in space. And the, the running backs are, are certainly a huge factor, too. So That's um, that's definitely huge. Yeah. I mean, the, the, because that's where, much like the Pats, they've been getting mismatches all year with those guys. Right. They don't really play them often a lot. So I'm thinking it's going to be kind of similar to how they were working, uh, you know, Bell. Keeping an eye on Bell and Antonio Brown. Yeah, you know. And I saw something on the NFL Network where uh, Kurt Warner was talking about, um, 
kind of seeing what they did in the Pittsburgh, and it was very similar to what they did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and uh, one, like yeah, one of the one. things he, he pointed out was, you know, because obviously Marshall Falk was a good catcher out of the backfield as well, you know, good receiver out one of the backfield. One of the best. Yeah. And so what they would do is just have those DNs, you know, just check them so we couldn't get a nice yeah. release. So we may see some of that. I think absolutely. I mean, I think that's where the probably the – place where the analogy to that Super Bowl comes into play the most, where it's just a high-flying offense, and you have to hit these guys. You have to disrupt their roots and disrupt their timing as much as you can. So we'll see. I, I mean, it makes sense, though. They do. I mean, the guy has a lot of weapons at his disposal. I think, obviously, you're going to see double coverage and some combination on Julio. Um, to me, a given this season that really maybe the most uh, overlooked thing about the overlooked Pats defense is just how stout we are against the run. It's almost an afterthought. Alan Branch just, I mean, we've talked about him a lot. Um, certainly anyone watching the games in and out, week in and out, realize it. But the, the guy's a force up front. I really think in the trenches on both sides of the ball, advantage Patriots, and I think that bodes really well for the potential for success in the game. No question. I mean, I think that obviously the big alarm there is on that defensive line is Vic Beasley. I mean, the kid's a beast. Fifteen right. and a half sacks, led the NFL this year. Right. And, you know, a guy who's no stranger to showing up in Brady's nightmares, Dwight Freeney on the other side. Right. You know, yeah. kind of brought in as a Kicked little bit of off a, a little bit. I think it's just, you know, he's got a bye week. He's This is his last chance probably really in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, gearing it up He'll too. He'll be geared up. So no question. going to be real important to get that ball out early and just have those guys have a bunch of empty rushes right you know where they get a little tired and slow those down and and, you know it was good um that we had houston have so much success with that up the middle rush as well right because you know that and we were talking about that about how that houston game went so well because the pats won but you know they looked at me doing it and lesson learned so that i'm sure has been being drilled, you know, for Absolutely. the past few weeks. Not only drilled, but drilled by the best offensive line coach in the game, and Mr. Dante Skarnick. Skarnick, yeah. Whose effect on this team cannot be underestimated. No question, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. Also a factor is that this D-line is not Houston's D-line, the Fal- that being the Falcons. Um, I just I feel pretty solid about that. Ma- you know, as far as our offense matching up against their defense – Certainly the worst defense we've played in the postseason and probably not one of the, you know, top half of the defenses that we've played this year. So they're young and talented and peaking. That's the thing. I think the youth is going to be potentially – I mean, they're shockingly young. Like every stud on that D is in their first or second year pretty much, Mm -hmm. other than, you know, if if Freeney wipes the dust off and has a great game, which is possible, but – No, but I hear it. It's shocking how they're all. I mean, bodes real well for their future. But again, you know, the master chess player out there. I just think these are some some of the places where you see kind of some red flags. I guess on Atlanta's side of the line, it's. I think the the youth on D is is probably maybe the the most glaring. Yes, and I I lick my chops when there's like a young quarterback for Bill to feast on and then secondly is probably a young secondary right. that they can feast on and you look at them and they got uh, Keanu Neal right. and Devondre Campbell and Deion Jones and all these guys are rookies playing uh, you know big uh, minutes on that defense it's and all their leaders on Ryan defense Ryan Poole yeah. is like their, their uh, another crazy. rookie he's like their nickelback and 
Um, so th- that makes me lick the chops at that as well. You know that Josh McDaniels has that to work with, right? And, and that maybe he's going to be baiting these guys up, and it almost similar to kind of what we saw last week in the defensive backfield of Pittsburgh. You know where they have a couple of young guys there, right. and how they were kind of maybe sucked up a little bit on that run, and he uh, the flea flicker got him. Yeah, you know, so maybe I don't know if we'll see the flea flicker again, but maybe some reverses taking advantage of uh, you know over pursuit and things like that. But yeah. This is like the the second biggest question and the second thing I'm eager to really kind of see how the Pats go about this is. So because of that, you know, inexperience in the secondary, do they just spread them out and see how they match up and go bing, 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 bing? Or did the aforementioned lack of a stoutness there in the interior defensive line lick our lips to say, hey, maybe this is a lot of, you know, blunt force drama? Yeah, I mean, well, as we know, no matter what, we're going to see some some touches coming to, to LG and you know probably to Dion. Um, and I'm I'm interested, you know, with all with with White as well, just because you have if it should it be a, an over pursuit kind of aggressive youthful D kind of sitch, then those screens and checkdowns to to White could be huge too. But mm-hmm. I could, I mean, it might be I'm running with this analogy, but I could see a scenario. I was dreaming about it a little bit. Where you get back to one of these Indianapolis type game plans, where hey, like, yeah, everyone's talking about how fast this D is. It's it's almost too obvious to just pound the ball, keep it out of the high powered offense's hands. Uh, but should should that present itself, and it turns out that they're able to run it down their throat, then I think we take that all day. And you could be looking at maybe I'm getting carried away here, maybe I'm getting a little greedy, but mm-hmm. you could be looking at one of those three or four touchdown days, a la Jonas Gray or LG mm. against the Colts. You know, I like where you had. We that. shall see. We I shall like see. Where you had that. I think yeah. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see how they attack that D. So stoked. But I I just my gut tells you know if you had to pick a defense, it's going to be more more apt to you know make the stops when they need to make them. I think the smart money's on the Patriots. Yeah. And so do the guys in Las Vegas. And I, I guess, you know, um, one of the reasons I kind of uh, th- are making me think about that 0-1 team is, like, the disrespect and the fact that, like, kind of a no-name D that was just kind of becoming names, you know? Right. And so you look at a guy like Devin McCourty, and he's, like, quickly becoming in that echelon of Patriot defenders in the Belichick era, you know, that he yeah. talks about. You know, he always talks about Vince and Teddy mm-hmm. and Vrabel, you know. And now, like, Devin McCourty's going to be in that, that discussion true. now. It's true. And uh, Yeah, he's made some really big plays down the stretch here, too. You know, he's there's been, I can think of, you know, a good handful of them that, you know, end-of-game type scenarios, key third-down plays and... Yeah, he's making big plays. He is making big plays. And the, the the what's exciting about this defense, this Pats team, and you know, it's obviously what they drill, and it's always about not giving up the big play, keeping it in front of you. And in order to play that kind of defense, you have to have a superior tackling team. Right. And we have the best tackling defense in the league. It's not a bad one. It is not bad. Yeah, I mean, advantage Pats on D. I, I think well, you know, not certainly at least as far as trying to slow these guys down. I think. I think we have the ingredients to be able to stop them a few times, which is really, you know, potentially all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Logan Ryan led all cornerbacks in tackles this year, 92. 
No big deal. No big deal. He's about to uh, cash his checks. What was that tattoo Asante Samuel had uh, that year? Remember that? Like right before he left? It was like he got a tattoo like right before he left town. It was like. Oh, that's tough. Oh, man. I can't remember. It was kind of like Jay Terry getting the uh, Boston Celtics leprechaun. Um, He still got it. Yeah. It was it was a good one. It was like that guy's not going to be here next year. It's yeah. like give me that money. I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. We rely on you for the uh, the tattoo investigation. Yes, you know, yes. Of that that snag you made with uh, Alan Branch. That was a good one. Afronauts. Uh, <laughs> so good. Get paid. Um, it may have been good. So, and you know, also when you talk about that no name D. A lot of reasons the no name D is because we just jettisoned on name guys. You right. Know? I mean, there was a lot of maybe panic coming into the season with uh, Chandler Jones getting shipped out right. as our best like pass Russia, and then we get rid of Jamie Collins like four weeks into the season, and there's a little more panic. But you got these guys that were picked up at the beginning of the year, and you can see them finally getting comfortable in this defense. You know, the Eric Rose, the Kyle Van Oys, and. Uh, you know, even Trey Flowers, who was injured a lot last year. Yeah. You see him now getting more comfortable in this defense. And, you Absolutely. know, these guys are becoming playmakers. Uh, uh, McClellan, you know. Yeah, I mean. Shane McClellan. When he did the old Jamie Collins maneuver over over, over the top. Yeah, but it's like, Shea's had missing? some. he's had some big, big plays the last, you know, month and a half or so. He's definitely showing up. And, uh, yeah, like you say, the last six weeks or so uh whereas at the beginning of the season it was just like oh, all right yeah, i cool. guess this guy's just going to be a special team cool bro special teams you know we've just blown smoke of these guys ass all year and rightly so and i think that's going to be a big advantage for the pats as well right uh i think kick is kind of a wash because they have a good kicker too i think yeah. punter we have an advantage i think our cover teams i mean their punter barely came off the bench this year that's true he's a little rusty he's a little rusty I mean, Atlanta did manage to lose five games this year. Kind of a, something that no one wants to talk about. Granted, you know, as we can attest as well, though, you know, I don't want to undersell the fact that this team is really, you know, the Falcons are really good and explosive as anyone we've seen, mm-hmm. pro- the best offense we've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the possibility that maybe their defense, their defense is the defense that maybe is the one Patriots that we're o- completely underestimating because they're young and unknown, but... I mean, I don't really believe that, but, you know, just presenting other (laughs) potential scenarios in the universe. (laughs) That's also a possibility. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, Who is just going to be the beast in this game that you're not really thinking about? Give me me an offensive guy who's just going to explode. Marty Bennett. No, it could be Marty. I I honestly, today I've convinced myself that LeGarrette could have that three towards LGB. Um, I, I mean, they're just quiet. The last two, you know, the, the in the playoffs so yeah. far, and he had a great year, career year for him. He's got to bust up. He's got it, man. Or you know, another sleeper pick. I feel Malcolm like Malcolm Mitchell, James White, Malcolm Mitchell. Oof. I was gonna say James White. Like if if they're over pursuing on D, you know, just kind of the screen game. It's I'm I'm fascinated to see how they attack this defense, just because I mean the speed and the youth. It's a it's a volatile thing, you know. It's I'm just glad we're on the side that has Belichick, put it that way. I wonder if you could find an over-under in Vegas on amount of screens thrown. Because, I mean, they're a big screen team, too. Yeah. Just like receptions by running backs. It's like, don't look for it. Don't look for it. 
I mean, that's not time well spent. <laughs> I mean, I, got, I think I already have the prop bets page oh, open. But... What, are, what are the any interesting prop bets? Oh, there's all kinds of good. What's ones. the Let line looking right now? Is still holding at three? Yeah, Pass I've seen it three, three everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Three and the over under was at fifty nine. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Interesting. I think that could come down a little bit to maybe fifty seven. Great story about Gronk this week, by the way. Oh, do you, you like see the that over one that came under? Uh, 59. Let me look back at my prediction. I'm not that good at algebra here. Is that algebra? Uh, do you have predictions I t- I written got t- down? Yeah, I did on this one. Oh, yeah, no question. Wow. I got the, I got the over, and I, yeah. I'd take the pets. Man, I don't, I can't, I, mm, I don't like to give predictions because I'm such, my history is being a mush, eh. you know, but I feel it's, it's almost like kind of goes with what, what the show is. Here's a question. Yeah. Do you feel more confident going into this game than you did the last Super Bowl against Seattle? Um, oof. I don't know if I want to answer this question. Uh, Are you in? You I, don't I, want to jinx it mode? I'm in the opposite mode. I don't, it's very bizarre. It's a newfound thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't like how confident I feel. Right. You know, that's because the, problem. the last time I felt this confident was probably uh, 2007. Oh man, don't <laughs> say it. Not good. I mean, I don't want to I, jinx it. But. That, I was a bucket of nerves. That that Super Bowl. I mean, oh man, big time, big time. You know, Silk came away with the silver medal though. It was, it was all good. <laughs> oh, terrible. See, it's like a nice. That was a bronze. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a, like that uh, was definitely a, a. I guess still got some bronze on me from that. The bronze. Oof. But yeah, it's definitely kind of interesting. I mean, there's really no bad blood here. There's, it's sort of you know the quarterbacks are hugging, the coaches are handshake hugging, kind of awkward, but. Um, that was a very odd section of media day. Oh uh, yeah, where they kind of came in the whole the whole. You know, bro hug gates or whatever. Yes. Because that's never happened before. Did, I don't think. No, yeah. And then they, uh, I think it was the first time they put they put Brady and uh, Ryan together. Like, I think that's the first time they did that as well, where yeah. they put the QBs together. Yeah, I, I saw an interesting um, interview, that Matt Hasselback with Matt Ryan interview, the couple oh, of PC Eagles. But PC Eagles. I thought Matt Ryan kind of was a little revealing. And he was saying that. Uh, one of the things that he thinks he improved at this year and really kind of helped him get more comfortable in this offense is, um, you know, in this Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, there's a lot of turning it back to the defense on, like, bootlegs and stuff like that. And he said that is not something that he was really, you know, comfortable with in the past. Mm. Um, and it is something he's got more and more comfortable. I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, okay, Matty P, you have your defensive end, who I guess would be your right defensive end, who would be on the blind side of Matt Ryan. He is going for no handoff fakes. Right. He is in laser focus in the crosshairs, number two, and just taking him, even if he has to take a penalty because he tackles him without the ball, whatever. Right. Because if you label that guy once on one of those things, then start, things start creeping up. Creeping. You know? Yeah, Oh, man. I was scared about this in the past, and now I'm scared of it again. It's very true, Because man. Chris Long just knocked out a filling. I mean, should the Patriots pick a game to have their pass rush come alive? Seems like a pretty opportune time to do it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matty Ice does not necessarily get the ball. Un- unlike our boy Tom, Matt is not necessarily known for getting it out there just, you know, as with as much, you know, of a jiff behind him. I mean, he's a ch- kind of a traditional drop-back QB nowadays. So. Yeah. 
That's why it's like a lot of the chatter I'm hearing this week is how Brady doesn't do well if guys are rushing him right up in his face in that interior line. Right. I'm like, guess what? Neither does Matt Ryan. Neither does any quarterback, it turns out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as everyone knows, that's the story. You know, those few times that we've seen Brady struggle, even, you know, in the Houston game, it's if you can get that pressure early, you're – you get in his head a little bit, maybe, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, I don't feel like that. Uh, I don't feel like Atlanta's D has the the ability to do that to generate consistent pressure. Um, and I, I, I also don't feel like the Patriots have the ability to generate consistent pressure. So, see, now I'm feeling terrible because <laughs> you and I are both confident. You know, a little too confident. It's all good. No, man, it's all, all right. good. I'm at peace with it. I'm at peace with it. All right, I got to get to you that know what piece. our emotions. Are not going to affect this game. Okay. All right. In that case, let's let's do some predictions. My what dog will have his jersey on though because bazooka piece. Bazook will have his jersey on because the last time he wore it was the last Super Bowl victory. So. Oh, nice. Not that I'm not superstitious at all. He will be. You know, <laughs> we will be wearing the same clothes that we did two years ago. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh. Uh. Well, you and I watched it two years ago. Did Bazook come? Did. Was Bazook with us? He wasn't, but uh, he was in his jersey. Okay, all right. I have photographic evidence of this. <laughs> uh, did you see Cooper Manning, by the way, at all? The, he had the, some getup? Yeah, he was wearing money. Like I don't know what the story behind it was, but I thought it was a little embarrassing. Yeah. Dressed in like a money money suit, like just dollar bills all over his... Oh, really? Weird, yeah. Oof. Very weird. I did want to give Tom E. Curran some props today when, uh, you know, former St. Anselm Hawk, you know, go Hawks. Yeah, yeah baby. Um, you know, he he tried to, uh, you know, keep Goodell to task. His task is, he's like, well, it isn't exactly that you had the evidence in the courts. It's just the courts, you know, <laughs> ruled that you And, uh, you know, Goodell came back at him, but Tom wanted to get his other question in there. So he kind of had, had to ease off a little bit. He kind of left it off. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's a Hawk. Hell yeah, getting a little jab in. Absolutely. Got to get it in when you can, man. Keeping his feet to the fire. Uh, So let me have your... uh, I'm going to jot down some numbers here myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got got a score in mind or... uh, I mean, yeah, I do. Do you want to hear it? Sure. 41-24 Patriots. 41-24 I think the D steps up. I think we are, are, in fact, as Shanahan hinted at, I think we are, in fact, the best D they've seen all year. Mm-hmm. I think the Pats D makes some big stops early. Uh, I think, unlike Green Bay, we're going to show up and play some D, and I think our offense is every bit the you know the juggernaut they can be when they bring it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Atlanta matches up that well defensively. I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and... The whole gang, you know, Josh, I think they put together a great game plan to take advantage of the youth, move the ball consistently all day, rip the ball up the gut, get guys open. Jules has a monster day. Marty B has maybe his second best game of the year. I think it's going to be a great day for the offense. And I think the Patriots D shows up. And you know what? I think third and fourth quarter, we're eating pizza. We're not even near having a stroke. Oh, you that'd know? be great. Yeah. Because your heart was in your mouth last summer. It sure was. I believe my face was under a pillow as Malcolm <laughs> Butler was making that interception. Oh, man. All right. Well, I hope How about right. yourself? I am going to go with 34 to 19 Patriots. Ooh, a little low scoring. A little action. low scoring. I, I like the under. Fair I think enough. this D really shows up. 
I think that uh, Atlanta kind of moves the ball, but they're held to three an okay. awful lot. Yes. Uh, that bend but don't break uh, mantra. And uh, I think that they, even though they outgain us in yardage, hmm. we okay. get the win. They're going to outgain us in yardage because our special teams are going to come up big. I don't know if they're going to get a score. Okay. But there's going to be a big plan of special teams, whether it be a turnover or a return that goes down inside the red zone. You know, and I think impeccable punting, punt and punt coverage is going to happen. I like the sound of that. So it's going to be a lot of field position game. Yeah, I mean, I just, everybody's talking, when everybody starts talking about shootout, 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 it makes me think under. A lot of times it happens that way. It mm-hmm. does happen that way. And it is the Super Bowl, so we have seen it where high-powered offenses can kind of settle down a little bit. It has happened. I do want to put a number in everybody's bean, and that is 30 points. Okay, and when the opponent scores thirty points or more, the Atlanta Falcons this season are one and five. Not bad. And uh, we got a guy TB twelve underneath center who uh, he can throw up thirty. He can throw up thirty on you a uh, on a middling defense. And, and you know I'm doing what uh, what he told me to do. I'm staying hydrated. I'm getting myself ready for the game. There it is, as he said in his uh, his Monday presser or before with the rally. Before he went cheers out, you. you know, we'll come clean, bing, a ding. Mm. Here's to a big North Hollywood packs. water, baby. Oh, it's so um, tasty. Question for you, okay? Should the the Patriots win? Mm-hmm. Where would you put the percentage, or or do you think there's any chance that it's the last game we see for either Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? I don't think Belichick. But I've been throwing this idea around in my head of him just walking off. Belichick or Brady? Brady. You know, Goodell gives him the thing. He's like, thanks. Boom. Mic drop. I'm out. See, I feel like... Jimmy G's your quarterback. I feel like it might be... It's my quarterback! More possible. I don't think... For for the record, I don't think either of them goes, but it's good convo. Um, (laughs) I feel like it's more likely that, that it would be Bill. Really? And just hand the reins to Josh. And as if it were already kind of maybe a backdoor. Wow. I don't think, I'm not predicting this. I just feel I could see that. And then Josh and Brady kind of, you know, maybe wow. Dayball Punk comes up. and I've always, you know, just thought Bill would outlast Brady. Yeah, I, I we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just the, the, you know, that storybook ending, you know, we can go smooches, blonde gal on the sidelines again. Yeah. I don't know. Just. She wants to spend, like a, spend some time on the boat. You know, I guess you know, so. With old BB. All the old seven rings. Should it go that way? Oh, let's um, hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. We shall see. I'm so excited. Confidence aside, there are several ways that the game could go the opposite way. <laughs> I don't want to end on that note, but... I think the key for that, D, is how we're going to be able to cover those running backs out in pass Huge, yeah, Kyle Van Noy is going to have to really rise up. You know, we're oh, going to yeah. be playing a lot of nickel defense. You know, they run a lot of two tight end sets as well. So, you know, Patty Chung's going to have to come up and be right. playing stout. So one thing that was interesting, I saw, I don't know if you saw this as well. Um, some people were breaking it down. The game, many of the games that Julio had huge games, like it didn't have the impact that you would think. Like so essentially a lot of the games where he was really contained, they won. 
and some of the games where he just put up astronomical numbers, they were his, you know, the worst games for the team. Yeah. So it's almost not a direct, you know. Well, that's interesting, and that that kind of like speaks to the similarities on offense they have with the Pats, you know, because Tom Brady's always kind of known as that guy that'll spread it around to the open right. man, and you know, it's a different game plan every week. You throw it to the open guy, but you look at Matt Ryan in this season; he threw touchdown passes to thirteen different receivers, you right? Know? So they're kind of kind of cut from that same cloth. So it's really going to be less of a oh, we're going to take away their top weapon like Bill likes to do, or at least people like to point at Bill like that's what he do. But right. They have a plethora of weapons. So no question. They're going to have to really kind of blanket them all over the field. So Yeah, they're going to need a big game. I mean, the the way the Falcons could win it is, you know, almost as if the opposite of what I'm saying is that they're just young enough that they don't even realize the stage they're on. Maybe kind of like Tom Brady back in his first, you know, first stab at it where they don't even realize... Mm-hmm. Holy geez, how do we pull that off? But, you know, should, the turnover battle, of course, is always a huge impact. So, if, you know, a couple a couple key plays one way or the other could really determine this one. So yeah. we'll see. But we got about 30 seconds left. Do you uh, want to sneak anything in there? Five gold medals. Five gold medals. Let's get goat. that fifth gold medal. Come Let's on. Let's cement the legacy of the GOAT coach and the GOAT quarterback. It'll be a happy show next week, should they do it. Yes. Fingers crossed, baby. Yep. Gang, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we'll be back next week, Wednesday, around uh, you know, 11, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So Edelman Brady PM Eastern Time. Check us out on that. For Denny Harris, I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Patriots Rap 360. Uh-huh. Thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Go Pats. Happy birthday, Rob Nikovich. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Nice new backpack. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.